Hey everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Players Club. I'm your host, Levi Valentine, at Levi underscore Valentine on Twitter. Joining me are my co-hosts, Brent Hut Hut Hykus. Follow him at Brent Hykus on Twitter. And Trevin Cremosta, international man of mystery. Guys, we've made it to Super Bowl week. And can you believe they named the Super Bowl after me? Super Bowl LV, Levi Valentine, baby. <laughs> so, oh, if only the Titans were in it, it would have been fully living up to its potential. But instead, we have to settle for the Chiefs and the Bucks. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you, you never feel – you never uh, – you, you amaze me every time. You didn't see that icebreaker coming, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Only you would notice that. Only you. <laughs> Only me. And also, I have a team in Las Vegas now, if you guys didn't notice that this season. On <laughs> um, the score bug. That's my team. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl a little more in just a bit. But before we get to that, we did have some huge news in the NFL this week. Our first hang on, hang on, hang on. What? I got a couple bones to pick with both of you that I got to start off the show with. I'm a little hot about <laughs> it. So before we get to the main event, I thought we'd have a little more time that I could discuss this. But I am currently missing the Al, da- Al Davis documentary, 30 for 30, airing right now. Um, it's really upsetting me. He's a big reason that I've been a Raiders fan as long as I've been. And it's all about him fighting against uh, Pete Rozelle. And uh, it really made me like the Raiders more when I was younger, thinking they were these badasses that didn't care about the rules. So that's my first bone to pick with you guys. You have DVR? Any have... <laughs> no, no, I don't. You don't have DVR? No, I don't have cable. You have cable? Oh, I, have, I have YouTube TV. I mean – you have ESPN Plus. You my millionaire. <laughs> Fifty dollars a year, I guess, if that requires you to be a millionaire. Anyway, so that's my first bone to pick. My second is, one is just related plus, to. They're probably replaying it all night on ESPN. Yeah. They always replay those like twenty times right after the night they come out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> also you should be a Miami football fan if that's why you like the Raiders. I feel like they have the same kind of uh, attitude about compliance with the rules. Whatever. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> My second one to pick is just specifically Brett. It's time you get an iPhone. This is, what are you waiting for? <laughs> this is ridiculous. We try to have group chats to set the show up. I'm getting texts just from you out of nowhere <laughs> that just say yes or no to nothing I ask because it's not going to group chat. <laughs> And I got to uh, cut people like you out of my life because it makes texting so much more difficult. Okay, Brent, you don't have to take this. This guy was like adamant for years <laughs> that he would not get an iPhone. Uh, he's going to stick with the Droid and then whatever else you had after that, probably like the Microsoft phone you had and some other <laughs> stupid crap. Like, no. totally okay. resisted getting an iPhone. And then he finally gave in, what, a couple years ago now? No, now no, no. It's been eight years. It's, I have Android since 2012. You're shaming poor Brent now after Jeez. you constantly resisted getting an iPhone forever. <laughs> it makes Come all on. the group chat so much worse. It's terrible. Well, Come what about on. me? What about me? Uh, how do you think I feel about people when I text them when they have an iPhone? I mean, it's partly their fault, too. That you should get an iPhone? No, you should get an Android. you feel? Get an Android. <laughs> well, what's the benefits? There's no super cool texting between an Android to an Android. Yeah, there is. What's so super what? cool about texting from it, an iPhone to an it iPhone? It doesn't do that weird random individual text when you text to a group. 
I don't know. And you have a group of friends that just have Android. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I I know a couple people have Android. They, I, they're I not going to switch over either. So I will say, Brent, I have group text with other people with Android who don't have this problem. So I think it might be more of a Brent problem than an Android problem. It's it's possible. I, I go through US. <laughs> I go through US Cellular. So they're kind. Of, they're not the biggest company. I'm, I mean, we've talked about going to Verizon. Maybe that would help. So, and another another thing that kind of pisses me off about this is I can't text to, in group group text. I can't text to people more than ten. In, in the group so like for like my daughter's basketball teams i can't text back ever what phone so, do you have um it's the galaxy note 9 or something like that it's it's i mean it's it's a new somewhat new phone for the listeners he is holding up a rotary phone and spinning numbers <laughs> on it <laughs> oh, but yeah i do need a new phone it's it, i am I mean, it is that time, but I'm definitely not going to get an iPhone. I don't, I don't want to confuse myself even more. So. The links are so much better when it's iPhone to iPhone. It pops up with what's being sent, not just a link. Oh, jeez. Whatever. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> get used to the random individual texts that you don't know what I'm talking about. So get used to it. I feel like you can figure that part out. Like, let's got it. You need to have your daughter or something show you how to avoid doing that. Do they have iPhones or do they have Androids? Hey, it's they have iPhones. It's. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm going to our group text and I'm replying back, and then all of a sudden, Levi comes back and says, "Hey, Brent said this," and an individual text. No, I, I mean, I really sent it to the group text, so it's. <laughs> It's not me. It's if anything. I know it's, it's phone. your phone. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's the point of this. I'm not blaming you. I mean, it, well, you could say it's, you, it's your phone. You, it's your, you your guys' get, phone. <laughs> you could get an iPhone and just have your daughter show you how to use it. No, no, I'm not going to do that. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> does does it have Google Chrome? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> We're talking to <laughs> it. I mean, I really don't care. It doesn't bother me. Uh, like the only thing is that it's, it is weird when you just text one of us instead of yeah. group. I don't know how that happens, but yeah, it's other than that, confusing for you guys. So <laughs> I get it. And Trevin, you're not allowed to shame anybody about this. Were, <laughs> you were Brent not that long ago, <laughs> <laughs> but I learned and I grew. <laughs> Something like that. All right, is your weekly airing of the grievances over? Yeah, that's all my grievances for this week. <laughs> we need to start the fire fest of the week, like part of my day, uh, so you can get the, all these out. Yeah, too bad we're out of time. Or you guys could air your grievances. We got to move on to the main event. <laughs> my grievance is your grievances. Oh, no, we're out of time. Main event. <laughs> all right, let's hop into the main event. And now for our main event. So as I was teeing up so beautifully as usual before Trevin once again interrupted me to pointlessly derail this podcast, there was some ma- my job. There was some major breaking news this week uh, in a blockbuster trade that we usually don't see very often, and usually not like it's like the off season's kicking off early, guys. So we had the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford trade, uh, which resulted in the Lions getting a, a couple of first-round picks and a third-round pick in addition to Jared Goff for sending Matt Stafford to L.A. 
Let's talk about the fantasy impact, guys. Trevin, let's start with you. What are you looking at here for the Rams now that they've got Stafford on board? Uh, if, you, if you're a Cam Akers dynasty holder, you have to be thrilled right now. Um, I think McVay, he seems to be – he's definitely new school in that he has very uh, good play designs and that type of thing, but he, he really wants to get to that running game and to open that up. Uh, he needs somebody that's going to throw downfield. They really put the brakes on Goff. I don't think he trusted him at all last year to ever get the ball downfield. So getting Stafford in there, get some threats deep, it's going to really open up things for Cam Akers, who I think that's what the end result he wants on this is that they want to have a really good running game. So uh, you got to be thrilled if you're a Cam Akers uh, owner right now. Um, for the other players, uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I'll have to get your guys' opinion on this, but I don't think it's going to help them really. I, I don't. I think they're probably going to want a deep threat, and neither one of those guys is really the deep threat. So they're not going to get the dump offs. I don't think is or the short pass as much as Golf was giving them because they're getting pretty good volume. So I think it's gonna. It might end up hurting them actually a little bit. They're definitely still going to be good and uh, should help Stafford out too. So if you're an owner of Stafford or Cam Akers, you got to be thrilled. Uh, Woods or Cup, I think it it hurts them a little. On in my opinion, Brent, you agree with that? Yeah, I I kind of do. It's definitely going to help Acres. Um, I'm not, not I'm not so low on Cup and Woods. I, I think they'll do just fine, and I, they'll do just as good as they did this year, and maybe even a little bit better. Um, the guy that I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to do is Van Jefferson, and Stafford always seems to like uh, his tight ends too. So um, Higby might be might have another good year too. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. You can. I think you can maybe bump everybody up on the on the Rams. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm a little more optimistic than you about the impact on Woods and Cup here, Trevor. I think just the improved quality of the quarterback play is going to result in probably more points for this offense, which will increase their opportunity to get some touchdowns. Uh, and then just um, target accuracy, like, when you look at Robert Woods, he was number 68 among receivers this past year. Uh, and Cup was at 48. And they're not, like, to your point, Trevin, they're not receivers who operate deep down the field. Like, the average target distance uh, for Robert Woods was 6.1. Pretty bad. So I think Stafford will benefit them a lot in that way. Uh, maybe the volume goes down a little bit since they may be winning uh, by more in these games and lean a little more on that running game with Cam Akers, like we mentioned. But I think there is enough potential here to offset, make at least a, a lateral move, if not a slight improvement, in my opinion, going forward the next couple of years uh, for those receivers. But I agree, Cam Akers is the biggest beneficiary uh, on this Rams team. And I think it does help Stafford's value a little bit in Dynasty as well, just going to a team where – it's not like he had bad options in Detroit, but the situation and the offense and the coaching staff are a lot better in LA, I think, for his value as a quarterback than what they had in Detroit, especially. Uh, we'll see how the new, how Mr. Campbell does as head coach in Detroit, but having, uh, you know, the Rams coaching staff and Sean McVay as opposed to him seems like it's probably a, a significant boon for his value. I agree. Uh, do you guys want to get into the Rams, how they're valuing first-round picks right now, or you want to talk about the Lions first? Let's talk about that since we're talking about the Rams before we move over the Lions. So, yeah, with this trade, um, trade two first-round picks, the Lions to get Stafford. 
Um, I think that was a little bit on getting out of Goff's contract too. I don't think it was a straight up two first rounders for Stafford. I think it was actually negative to get Goff out of there. But anyway, uh, the Rams will end up having, unless they trade for it, but right now they will not have a first round pick in seven years. Their last first round pick was for Goff in 2016. Um, after that, they've traded each one of them. So the just to kind of frame it, the entire <laughs> Trump administration they did not have a first round pick, and they won't have a they won't make a first round pick right now until the end of the first term of the Biden administration. So Dang. it's pretty wild. Um, every Trump's other... predicting two terms for Biden already. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the end of his first term. I don't know if that'll be the end of it or not. Stick to sports, <laughs> Levi. <laughs> You're the one who brought the presidents into it. I was framing it. That's a good way to frame how long it is. Uh, In case people don't know how long seven years is, it's almost two presidential terms. Because <laughs> that's how people made your stuff, I guess. Uh, shoot. How old? Uh, how long have you been married now, Levi? <laughs> one presidential term. So there you see, everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, it seems like most teams value first-round picks pretty high, and it looks like the Rams are kind of zagging on that, and they're, they'd rather have people use those to get talent that's proven. And is there anything we can learn from this on using Dynasty? Uh, or do you think people maybe value first-round picks a little too much and people should be looking to trade out of those a little more? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, and um, about about the Rams valuing the the first rounders, I I I think they strongly think that these that those two first rounders are going to be like low like high twenties, like twenty nine, twenty eight, maybe thirtieth pick. So I, those first round picks won't be that great. I mean, yes, and you so, can you can say that, but one injury and just look at what happened to the Texans this year. They it's Dolphins after third overall pick mm-hmm. so and I it's, think, a, it's a risky play but anytime somebody says well it's not going to matter it's gonna be a low first round it that seems to be when it gets bit just look at the nba it's happened a lot there too well and i think to your point that happens a lot in dynasty where people think oh i got this really good team it's going to be a late first and they don't properly account for the risk that it could be a mid to upper first if they have an injury to you know someone like a christian mccaffrey this year probably a lot of teams had a lot better draft pick than they anticipated if they (laughs) traded that at the beginning of the year. So it can change quickly. And I think that's something you have to, when you're trading away a pick, uh, it's risky move. It can definitely pay off, but there's, if it doesn't go the way you think it's going to, it can uh, end up hurting a lot more than you thought it was going to. In both real life and dynasty (laughs) fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm, I'm looking at their last, the last couple First round picks. Jared Goff didn't didn't pan out. Todd Gurley pant. He was so bad they stopped. Decided they were done with first round picks. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Um, but Todd Gurley he panned out for a couple years. Um, Greg Robinson. Um, I don't think he really panned out. Aaron Donald did pan out. He he's great. But Tavon Austin. <laughs> Tavon Austin. He really didn't pan out. So I mean. It's, it's not a hundred percent hit rate, but just yeah. like in fantasy, I think your hit rate in the first round of the NFL draft is probably much higher than it is in the second or third round. Yeah. So that's, I think the value in having those first round picks, the way I look at it is what the Rams seem like they're trying to do is they recognize that their window is closing. So they're trying to go all in to try to at least get one championship before that window closes. I think that's one way to do it. 
uh, if you're looking for longer term sustained success, uh, I think probably something closer to like, I don't know, like the Patriots, I know always just trade down and load up on picks, recognizing that the hit rate isn't necessarily that great on draft picks in general. So they take a lot of second rounders, a lot of third rounders and try to just, you know, rely on volume over or recognize that they're not going to hit on all of them, but the more picks they have, the more chances they have to hit. So I think the way you sustain a longer term success like the Patriots have had is by recognizing that there is value in those draft picks and whether it's a first round pick or, you know, a second round pick in dynasty. I think if you're going to have a team that's going to be good for an extended period to have your championship window be open for longer, uh, that's the way you have to do it is by keeping some of those draft picks. Not to say that you shouldn't go all in at some point if you're trying to win a championship, but I think you have to, I guess, look at your roster and decide, is this a team that can is built to potentially have a three- to five-year run here where you win multiple championships, or is it a team where you know your skill position players are kind of at the end of their – are past their peak and still good enough to win but probably don't have that many more years left before you have to start a little bit of a rebuild and that would probably be how I would look at it, Trevin, when I'm trying to decide if I'm going to trade those first-round picks and dynasty or not is, like, how long, how much longer do I think this window is going to be open? And if it's shorter, maybe you push all in and hope that it works out and you can win one. And if you have a little bit longer one, I'd be a little more hesitant to trade those first-round first picks. I think if you can learn anything from the Patriots is draft the greatest quarterback of all time in the sixth yeah. round and then just ride that for 20 years. That's, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. <laughs> No, but with the – you talk about the window. I think they might have looked at it, too, as the window is closed with golf. I think they saw it as that's their ceiling, and this was the cost of opening that window back up is you got to trade these picks now because got Donald Darnold under ah, – Jesus Christ. <laughs> Donald under contract still, so. And but I think – have him, it's a – that's your defense. But I think you have to recognize that that window is relatively short just given – Yeah. So if you're not going to continue infusing talent into that roster with the absence of all these first round picks for seven straight years, like you mentioned, you're, you have a chance now, but that's not going to be viable for that much longer, especially with, you know, the salary cap and stuff like that also in play here. I do wish the Raiders would do this move because they're terrible at drafting first round picks on their <laughs> own. So might as well trade them and let's go get Watson, baby. <laughs> do you think the Rams are the favorite in the NFC? I don't know. It's hard for me to say the favorite, but I think they're probably a lock to be one of the top two or three teams. Trevin? I'd agree. Um, it probably depends on what the 49ers do at quarterback and if those guys come back healthy. But they're definitely one of the top ones. I was trying to find right now what are the odds for the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, I think as it sits today, you probably have to have the Bucks up there. I don't know who all – I know Chris Godwin's a free agent. I don't know who else is on that team, especially on defense. But they're up there. And then, um, you know, the Packers potentially if Rodgers comes back, which he looks seems likely. And then I would say that the Rams are right there too. So right now I'm looking for the NFC. It's got – oh, this is odds to win the Super Bowl. But the Packers and the Rams and the Bucks are all tied at 12-1. to 1. 49ers right behind them at 14-1. to 1, And that's kind of the top end of the NFC. What about – I think another team that could hop, jump up there is the Washington football team if they get a legitimate quarterback, kind of like if they did something similar to what the Rams did, depending mm-hmm. on who that quarterback is, like with their defense and 
Antonio Gibson looks like the real deal. Terry McLaurin is an elite wide receiver. Uh, you should go ahead and put some money on that now then, <laughs> Levi, because they are 26th overall for the favorites <laughs> to win next year at 66-1. to 1. Yeah. I mean, that quarterback is <laughs> – Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that seems – I know they had a losing record this year, but, I mean, they were in the playoffs and they did give the Bucks a game and they had a good quarter – like, if they had trade for Stafford, where would you have them? If they – Instead of the Rams, One I don't favorites. know. I'd they say... definitely got helped by a terrible division that the Cowboys had. Dak get hurt. It's not like they were really good, but it kind of opened up the division for these other terrible teams. But right now, the football team are ahead of the Jets, Jags, Lions, Broncos, and Bengals. That's it for next year on the odds. Yeah, I know well, what I'm putting money on. Well, you don't have a quarterback. You're not going to be a very no. high betting favorite. So, <laughs> all right. Anything else on the Rams before we move on? Nope. Uh, let's just quickly, was that a good move for them? It sounds like we all agree that that was probably their best move right now to, oh, to for Super Bowl chances the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, great, the, would... great the trade. <laughs> Man. For the Rams, I'll give them a B plus. I'll give them an A minus. My favorite thing about that trade is just recognizing that the sunk cost of like Jared Goff's terrible contract is and his poor performance is nothing you can do about it, and just trying to put your team in the best position with the options that you have in front of you. Yeah. Like, rather than just saying, well, we spent up on this guy, there's nothing we can do and we're not going to trade our picks because, I don't know, we think that because that's what most teams don't do. It is kind of a video game like trade when you're always when you're talking about trades, big ones like this. Um, the thing that kind of gets forgotten is that these guys are real people trying to keep their jobs, and this is one that it really blows up in your face. If the Rams are bad next year and the Lions have the fifth overall pick from this, it's that guy's fired. <laughs> yeah, well, like Stafford's yeah. had an injury history. If he gets yeah. hurt and misses a lot of games, they could easily be out of the playoffs next year, and that pick could be pretty good. And, same thing with the year after, too, since they gave up two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey get hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. one or two things break the wrong way, and that pick can be pretty valuable. Yep. What about for the Lions, guys? Do you like this trade for them, and what do you see as the fantasy impact for their skill position players? Uh, Brent, let's have you lead off this time. Um, I, I mean, we all knew that there was talks of Stafford getting traded and I feel them getting <laughs> you talking about when Stafford came out and said he wants to get traded. Well, I mean, we, we all kind of, we all kind of thought that a new coach, I mean, it's, I mean, start over. Um, so, I mean, it's, I mean, if they're going to get something for him, they got two first rounders for him. So that's a pretty good deal. I mean, Deandre Hopkins went for a second rounder and an old <laughs> David Johnson last year. So, that was highway robbery, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> I think I think they did well. They got they got a, two first rounders for it. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with Goff. Um, maybe they have him and they draft a rookie next year. Maybe they'll, they'll ride with Goff next year and see what he has left, and maybe he'll be decent. But I don't think he's gonna lead him to the playoffs or anything. I I don't think Goff is a future at Detroit. And I think the the biggest assets they got out of this was the draft picks. And I think they draft a quarterback 
along with Goff next year. So I, yeah. I just don't see Goff being a quarterback for them for very long. I agree. I think they're terrible. They have a bad season with them next year, and then they draft their quarterback the future in the next draft. Uh, as far as the fantasy impact here, uh, we have two free agent receivers in this offense, and Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. So it's that is a big question mark. It would be kind of a surprise to me if they bring those guys back, just given how bad I expect this team to be in the the age of those players. I mean, Galladay is like I think twenty eight, and Marvin Jones is over thirty. So uh, there wouldn't be a lot of value for them spending that money with how much how many other pieces they need to make this a good team and it'll be interesting to see with the new coaching staff just a lot of unknowns there as well Uh, I think obviously it probably I don't know like I would much rather have if I'm a DeAndre Swift owner uh, my quarterback be Matt Stafford than Jared Goff at this point so I think it's probably a downgrade for him unfortunately and kind of the same thing for TJ Hawkinson who's now I think he'll be serviceable, but it's a lot harder to see a breakout. The, on the flip side, though, he may be the only viable receiving option in this game, so he can get fed a lot of targets potentially depending on who the other options are in this offense uh, after free agency in the draft. So that's – I don't think it's a great thing for either one of those guys, but at least, you know, they're, they should get a lot of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the salary for Goff, what he has left. Uh, it looks like they'll have <laughs> – so he's got four years left on his contract, $28 million in 2021, then $26 million, $25 million, $26 million. He'll, uh, The guaranteed money ends after the 22 season, so he'll be with the Lions for probably two years before he gets cut. Yeah. So maybe he – I think he's a starter next year, and then maybe the year after he starts the beginning of the year until they hand off the reins to the whoever they draft or – if they get a free agent or something. Yep. So I think for the Lions, I like this trade probably a little more. I'd probably give them an A minus because they got actually a little more than I expected them to. It sounds like there was quite a bit of competition for Stafford uh, and that probably helped him drive up his price. Yeah, I'd give yep. them a, a minus too. I mean, those first round picks are huge. So, and they got a quarterback to replace Stafford. So, yeah, yeah. A-. a minus. I'll give him an A plus. They weren't going anywhere with Stafford. They've got the new coach in. I'm sure he's ready to move on to the next guy. So, uh, you couldn't have done better than two first-round picks for Stafford from anybody else. They had to take on Goff's money to do it, but I think it's an A-plus trade for him. Yeah. Stafford doesn't seem like a kneecap biter, so he probably wasn't going to fit in real well with the new coach. Does Goff? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> he's a California kid. I don't think he's a kneecap biter. Yeah. <laughs> you think him and Blake Griffin are comparing notes on what went wrong in LA where they got huge contracts and then got shipped off to Detroit almost immediately? Yeah. Did you see Goff's comment about it? He's just happy to be going somewhere he's wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think they wanted you in LA. They took you number one overall and they gave you a huge contract after your rookie deal was up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how much more they need to do to let you feel wanted. They let you throw 50, 60 times a game sometimes. Yeah. So. They had to pay a premium price to get ready at this point. <laughs> yeah. He obviously wasn't wanted anymore, but for the last however long he's been there, he's been pretty wanted. Couldn't beat out Wofford. Beat out Wofford, then talk about who wants you. <laughs> all right so, uh, I, one one more question so i got a dan patrick reported i think it was earlier or maybe it was yesterday 
Um, he reported that the Broncos offered the ninth overall pick and Drew Locke for the Lions in exchange for Stafford. Do you think they got the better deal with the Rams? I would say pretty easily, yes. Okay. That ninth is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if the Rams are as good as they probably should be, those two picks won't be higher than 25, let's say. So it's not too far out of line, but I think they got the better deal from the Rams. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'll tell you in two years when we see what those picks are. But <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, do you guys know who's made more Pro Bowls, Goff or Stafford? Probably, I don't know. Don't say Goff. Goff has made more Pro Bowls. He's made wow. two and St- uh, Stafford's made one. Jeez. Crazy. <laughs> see, now who's better? <laughs> Good thing we said we don't care about who makes Pro Bowls anymore. We're not talking about that. Damn. <laughs> All right, we're ready to move on to round two. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl LV, my Super Bowl, once again, just like to reiterate. Uh, We are going to do a little preview here, guys. Uh, First, let's talk about what we're watching for, and give me your pick against the spread. The Chiefs are favored by three, according to Caesars, so that's the spread we'll be betting against. Trevin, start us off here. What are you watching for in this game, and what's your pick? So my pick's – kind of coming down to the fact that it, I don't think Eric Fisher is going to play the starting left tackle for the Chiefs and uh, the Buccaneers do have a good front seven I think they're going to be able to get some pressure on Mahomes and uh, I know last time they played Tyreek Hill had a million yards so I don't I think they're going to probably try to limit what he can do I don't think they're going to leave that one guy in coverage the whole time so <laughs> you don't think so it works so I don't well. think they're <laughs> going to try that again so um, I'm going to go with the Bucks, and the, probably the main reason is I thought you guys would probably go for the Chiefs. Um, you guys are a combined 18 <laughs> and six against the spread in the playoffs, <laughs> making these picks. And so I was looking around the room, and I saw that you two are in the same room as me, and I thought I'd better get out of that room. So I'm going with the Bucks. Oh, jeez. I'm taking Brent's own advice, who he keeps saying don't bet against Tom Brady before he bets <laughs> against Tom Brady. So, so are you going with the Bucks outright, or just the Bucks to cover? Well, I'm just going against the spread, so I'm picking them to cover. But I wouldn't do it unless I thought there was a chance that they could win. So I think they're gonna. I think there's a good chance they win. If I get three points for that, then I'm gonna take the Bucks. Sure. Yeah, I'm just so like. Obviously, this isn't for the contest, but are you picking the Bucks to win? If I made you pick right now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, spicy take of the week. Yeah, brewing. there's the Kincaider jalapeno beer, spicy take of the week. <laughs> Actually, right. that was uh, – I got to give a shout-out to Nathan Walls. I know he's a loyal listener. Today's his birthday, and uh, he said that would also be his spicy take of the week. So, happy birthday, Nathan Walls. Happy birthday, Walls. Yes, happy birthday. All right, I got some very advanced metrics here, Trevin, that I think you're going to like <laughs> based on the picks you just made. So, these come to us from Jenna Lane, who's a staff writer for ESPN. You ready for these? <laughs> yeah, hit me. The Bucks will wear white jerseys and pewter pants and Super Bowl LV, which is what they've worn the last two playoff games and wins over Green Bay and New Orleans. Tom Brady, so far. Tom Brady is 4-1 and one all-time when wearing white in Super Bowls, while he is 2-2 two and two all-time in blue. And 13 of the last 16 Super Bowls have been won by teams wearing white. And if you believe in all that crap, you're an idiot. Go Chiefs. Chiefs win, cover the spread. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pick. Lock it in. Uh, Levi, I, I was actually going to say that stat. So, 
Um, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm betting against you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather be on the white pants side? Yeah. The white side? <laughs> yep. Trevin thinks the white team's going to win, and Levi and myself, we're picking the red team. So um, uh, what I'm watching for <laughs> is um, if Sue can get after Mahomes. That's, that's what I really want to see. It's, I mean, I like watching Sue play and him going, going up against – probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And if he can get to him, that'll be the difference. And the white team could win. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I think the Kansas City Chiefs win. I think they get ahead early. The, the Bucks make a late run, but it won't be enough. So I'm, I'm thinking the Chiefs by about 10. I'm calling this the passing of the torch bowl because I think it's – the current the best quarterback the last 20 years is passing the torch to the new best quarterback for the next 15 to 20 years and so that's my prediction here is that uh patrick Mahomes is going to take that torch and win this game all right just to, and, just to uh, check for a second or third time here brent is picking against tom brady again is that correct i am picking against that guy. <laughs> okay all right just checking again <laughs> brent you're never going to hear the end of that if brady wins this I know. I won't. I won't. <laughs> he said all playoffs long. <laughs> Never been against Tom Brady. He did it every time. Oh, I can hear it already. <laughs> all right. In addition to picking against the spread, we're going to do some prop bets for this game. So well, there's a a list that Trevin found us that ESPN put out. We're going to post that list on our Twitter account. So if you guys want to go check these out and maybe place some bets uh, of your own based on our awesome advice here <laughs> feel free so uh we'll put that on our twitter account uh, and when we post the show go check it out uh trevin or brent start us off with your three picks we each pick three off the sheet all right th- these are tough um the first oh, one sorry I... levi we should say um just to keep track of what we're going to do here we're going to put a fake hundred dollars on each bit and we'll kind of <laughs> make a little competition out of it and uh, yep. see who can win the most fake money out of this deal or lose the less amount of fake money on this deal. Just wanted to <laughs> say how we're doing a little contest here before you make your picks here, Brent. Sorry. Sounds and good. We, each picked, we each picked three, and we each had to pick at least one that was not a favorite pick, so a plus whatever. So that's how we decided to do this. And so we've each got three different picks. Brent, start us off with your three. All right. I'm picking the first score of the game will be a touchdown. Um, I think it's the Chiefs who scores the, who score the touchdown. Uh, I mean, like I said before, I think the Chiefs come out to a, a big lead to start out the game. Maybe it's like t- like twenty one to three or something like that. I'm expecting a big lead for them right away. But like I said before, the Bucks will come back and give it a game. So There's I'm, Brent's spicy take of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and can I just go on with my second one then. Sure. Yeah, say the odds for that first one. Oh, um, that one was minus 180. And my next one, um, it's uh, this is my long shot one. It's a uh, plus 110. Um, I'm thinking the game will not be tied after it's zero to zero. So, of course, the game starts out at zero to zero. I think that'll be the only tie of the game. We'll never tie again. I just think with the extra points being so tough 
Um, kickers missing the extra points. I mean, if they both score touchdowns back-to-back like that to, to start of that game, there's still a chance that one of those kickers will miss the extra point. Or else, who knows, maybe they go for two. So that's why I'm picking that one. And my last one, I'm picking the over for four sacks. Um, yeah, so I just think with, I mean, Tom Brady, he's not not a very agile quarterback. I know he gets rid of the ball, but I think the Chiefs get after him, and I think that's one of the reasons um, why the Chiefs come out to the with a strong lead, with a big lead at the beginning of the game. And I do think Mahomes will be somewhat limited with his turf toe, and he won't be as agile as we've seen him in the past. And I do think um, those Buccaneer defenders will will get to him. So those are my three. Um, that last one was a minus one ten. All right. I like those, Brent, except for the one that we picked the opposite <laughs> side on here. I'll go next. Uh, my first pick was the longest reception by Tyreek Hill. I'm taking the over. Uh, 27 and a half yards is what they set it at. Seems pretty likely that he'll be able to get a long one. Seems like he has at least one of those every game. Yeah. So, yeah. And 27 and a half isn't that obscenely long, especially with Mahomes uh, back there throwing it to him. So I picked the over on that one. That one's minus 115. Uh this next one is probably a little risky, Brent. So you put the over on four sacks, total sacks in the game. That's set at four. I went with the under. I think this is probably <laughs> not my riskiest one. It is a minus 110, so it's not a, a longer shot like Peter's was for whatever reason. But basically I'm betting that these are two savvy quarterbacks who don't take a lot of sacks and get the ball out, either throwing it away or just dumping it off uh, when they're under pressure. I am a little nervous because, like you mentioned, Trev and Eric Fisher probably not going to play in this game. And then, as you mentioned, Brent, Patrick Mahomes is dealing with some turf toe, so he's not as mobile as he normally would be. But I still think just, you know, the mental aspect of the game will uh, help these guys avoid sacks and hit that under four for me. And then kind of <laughs> contradicting that, <laughs> uh, my last <laughs> pick here is <laughs> what will happen first, sack or touchdown? Uh, I went with sack plus 110 on this one. This was my longer shot that we each had to pick. Uh, just, I don't know, I could randomly see an early sack happening before that first touchdown, but it is kind of a not one I feel super confident in just because it's so random when the sack would happen throughout the game and to say it's before the first touchdown is – Fairly risky, but we had to pick a longer shot, so that's the one I went with. You're really trying to thread the needle on your <laughs> how many sacks are going to be in the game. Well, we know there'll probably be at least a few, right? And so I'm just betting that at least one of those happens before there's a touchdown. But like I said, it's not like I feel great about it, but you have to pick one <laughs> one that's not a favorite on these. You need one sack, but you can't have four. You can't have over four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I am currently changing one of my picks because I just saw that. <laughs> because the, you're a coward. No, no, no. The Charlotte-Portland game, basketball game, has been postponed. They're not playing it on Sunday to the oh, second shoot. half of the season. So that wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> so I'm changing it quick. You can still pick that one. We'll just count as a loss already. <laughs> no, I'll go ahead and change it. <laughs> All right. Well, you okay. So, yep, I, so I went ahead and got it. Uh, right. It's actually minus. Um, so I like these. They usually have these prop bets for some cross sports action. So my first pick is that the Heat, the Miami Heat, will score more points than Tyreek Hill has receiving yards. And the Heat points gets plus five points. 
So they play the Knicks, and I do like that they play at noon, so I'll know what my yards are for Tyreek Hill have to be um, before the Super Bowl starts. So I think the Buccaneers that, like I said earlier, Tyreek Hill just obliterated them last time. I think they're going to do all they can to stop Tyreek, and which might open up some things for the other guys. But I think they're going to try first stop Hill. So I'm going to take the Heat scoring more points than Hill has receiving yards, and that the odds on that are minus 110. Wow. I like it. So my long shot here, I've got, will either team score three times in a row? Uh, so that is actually, the no is some heavy odds of plus 165. So that's my long shot. Which, that one still seems crazy to me. Like, that no is a long shot. So there, the odds are that someone will score three straight times, three straight times according to the book. And then to add a little clarity this excludes extra points and two-point conversions but it does include safeties so that has to be like two touchdowns and a field goal or two touchdowns and a safety or whatever any combination of those but it doesn't include the extra point i don't know i was surprised by that one especially like plus would you say 165 or something yeah so it's minus 185 if you want to take the yes they'll score three times in a row maybe they're on the bread train thinking the chiefs hop out to a 21 to 0 lead real fast maybe yeah so I was actually just looking up the Chiefs versus the Browns. They, uh, sorry, this is some. So the Chiefs did score three in a row right there to start the game. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal. So that'd pay out your. So it probably happens more time than we're realizing, especially with the Chiefs. Clearly. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I've also got uh, total rushing yards by Fournette of over 48.5, which is a minus 120. So, uh, Fournette's been really good in the playoffs. Uh, well, you know what they call him there, Brett? What do they call him? He's playoff winning right now because he's doing oh. well. So, in the playoffs against uh, the Washington football team, he had 93. Uh, New Orleans Saints, he had 63. And then the Packers, he had 55. So, he's gone over every time in the playoffs so far. I think he's going to continue it here. And he can pay me out on that prop bet. If he hits that, you got to buy a playoff Lenny shirt, I think. <laughs> Well, with all this money I'm going to win on these prop bets, that'd be easy. I'll buy you guys one, too. <laughs> we'll see, big time. <laughs> all right, and we do have one last pick-to-click competition since Brent so generously agreed to extend this for us for another week. Uh, as a reminder, going into this game, Brent has a 2-1 to one to lead over both me and Trevin. Uh and so for this week, since Brandt is in the lead and graciously decided to extend the contest, we agreed to do kind of a, a draft here of the players under 5,000 since there aren't a lot. And it's just showdown mode this week since there's only the one game. So we're going to give Brent the first pick of players under 5,000, and then he's going to do a coin toss to decide who gets to go next, me or Trevin. All right. So I am going with Ronald Jones. He's twenty two hundred bucks, so that'll get me what like three points. Not that it really matters, um, but th- this was tough. This was tough. I- I'm taking the chance that um, playoff Lenny takes a back seat to um, Ronald Jones, and Ronald Jones, I mean, does did does what he did back in the regular season. So I'm taking a chance. He'd have to score a touchdown. He have to get a couple catches and another seventy yards or so, but. 
Uh, it's it's possible, but yes, playoff Len- Lenny does scare me. But I'm taking my chances on on this, and I'm taking my chances that playoff Lenny won't be getting over 48 yards. So I think Trevin's going to lose that that prop bet. <laughs> well, it was generous of you to pick such a low cost player for us, Brent. We appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Brent's going to flip the coin here. Trevin, I'm going to let you pick heads or tails. Oh, you're too kind. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm watching you. Tails. And it is tails. You got Never fails, baby. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go with Gronk. I think it's a big game. I think Tom knows that he can trust him in this big game. He's been pretty not productive in the playoffs here. Um, he's had 3.9, 2.4, and zero points in the playoffs. <laughs> he, has, <laughs> he has hit 19 three times in the season. So with these guys that we're picking from, I think he's got the best chance to get to 20, even though he's been <laughs> – he's had two receptions so far in the playoffs and Jeez. 43 yards. But I think he can do it. I think Tom will trust him here. And uh, so give me Gronk, and he's a lot of fun to root for. Yeah. Which factors into my fantasy picking more than it should. <laughs> That'd be my second pick, so good pick. And I would get you three points, which would uh, potentially be enough to beat Brent if, mm-hmm. if Rojo doesn't pan out for him. Oh, yeah, I just uh, that he's $3,000 on DraftKings. Yeah. And so I am also – I feel like I'm obligated to go for the win so as to not be shamed by Brent, uh, play to win the game. So I am going with a player under 4,000. I'm going with Scotty Miller at 3,400, which would give me two points and give me the win if Rojo doesn't pan out for Brent. Uh, Obviously, he had that big touchdown right before half against the Packers last week. This kind of splash play he's had in the playoffs. He hasn't (laughs) – I don't know if he's at 20 points all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Do you want to tell the people who that was against, Trevin? No. (laughs) He had 26 points in week seven against the Raiders. He also had a 19-point game against the Chargers. And then, obviously, as Antonio Brown got worked in the offense, his workload's going down a lot. He only had one catch in each of the first two playoff games and the two catches, including the touchdown against against the Packers. So it's a long shot, but I like Scotty Miller, and he is kind of their downfield threat, so I could easily see him having potentially a long touchdown. And then if he had a couple other catches for some decent yardage, I think that's his path to 20. I don't think it's very likely, but it's tough. We're pretty limited options here, especially if we're trying to go for the win instead of the die against Brent. So that's who I'm going to go with, with the third pick in this draft. Not bad. Yeah, that's who I was picking between him and Gronk. Yeah. So we're all, we're pretty heavy on the books here, huh? Well, sounds like we all like the books, even if we're not wanting to admit it. (laughs) I, I couldn't find a Chiefs player down there, though. I couldn't. <laughs> I thought Levi might go for the kicker, Ryan Suckup. <laughs> <laughs> they just score touchdowns. They don't get field goals. That's the problem. <laughs> I thought about one of the defenses, but I just couldn't do it. And I, to your point about Suckup, I don't think that the Bucks are going to be kicking many field goals as they try to keep up with this Chiefs offense, Chiefs offense either. So we'll see. But, Trevin, you got a question of the week for us. Yeah, I do. So I'm sure we're all aware of um, the story of uh, Simba and his dad, Mufasa, in the, the, <laughs> oh, Singapore, <laughs> the Singapore Zoo. So I don't know. Um, Brent, have you all... heard about this? Are we talking about the Lion King? I know that Simba and Mufasa. <laughs> is there something else going on? This is a uh, separate poor, one, unrelated. Uh, poor naive Brent is about to have <laughs> his world turned upside down. 
so, the zoo in Singapore, uh, they made a big announcement that they had a baby named Simba. They named him Simba, was uh, born there. And so, cheers all around. It was the first baby uh, lion that's been born with artificial insemination. So, pretty exciting news there, the zoo in uh, Singapore. Uh, with that announcement, they also said that the father was uh, that donated the semen, I guess you'd say, was uh, named Mufasa. So that was cool all around. Um, they also went ahead to say that he did die from electrocution from the, the quote, electro ejaculator tool they were using that <laughs> electrocutes the lion's prostate to get the semen out. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's one way to go. But it was kind of making me think we're, we're getting a middle age. Um, uh, how would you guys want to die? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if you had to choose, would it be from the electro ejaculator machine? Oh my gosh. That's a hell of a question and a hell of a way to tee it out. <laughs> I don't this think is that... why I had to have it as the surprise question. <laughs> I don't think that would be my first choice, no. Well, what is it? Car wreck? <laughs> Probably just in my sleep. Mm. That's pretty boring. Brent, what do you got? <laughs> oh, I'd have to go with in my sleep when I'm like 100 years old, too. Electro ejaculator. That's because you, you guys are sheep. I want to go out like a lion. <laughs> Electro nice. <laughs> I can't stop saying the word electro ejaculator. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good discussion, huh, there, Levi? I have no words at this point. <laughs> Levi is searching on Amazon right now for an electro ejaculator right now. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about this on part of my take, and they're like, that's going to be the new thing people are doing now, is trying to, you know. <laughs> the new kinky thing is to try this. <laughs> oh, what a rush. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week, Levi, you'll have to let us know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, hi. Your birth, so, your birthday so what's is your pick? Up, right? So what's your pick? What's your pick? For how to die? Yeah. I don't know. Parachute doesn't open. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so you got like the last I don't know when you open the parachute is it like 5,000 feet or something you just last 5,000 feet you're just realizing you're gonna die yeah. I mean, no I think it'd be pretty peaceful at that point there's not a lot you can do <laughs> you wouldn't have a lot of time to reflect no you can, you can no. pull out your electro ejaculator yeah <laughs> Wow, can you imagine your parachute doesn't open and you have the electric ejaculator? Uh, I forgot to pack my parachute, but I still got my electric ejaculator. Yeah, Yeah. pull the ripcord and your electric ejaculator comes out. Oh, God. Wow. What if you you think they'd be able to determine that? <laughs> determine what got him? <laughs> well, we got what was the cause of death? Was it we the got... electro ejaculator? Was it the grip? 
Tough to tell if he's alive when he hit the ground or not. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Why is he smiling so big? <laughs> yeah, but you guys have fun dying in your sleep. They're going to write books about me after that. <laughs> yeah, you and Simba. Simba. Or Mufasa. Mufasa will just be a footnote in the history books after <laughs> for your story. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that was the question of the week. <laughs> I know. I did not expect that. I would have drank more beer if I'd have known that was going <laughs> to be coming. All right. Speaking of beer, I got a hibernation ale from Great Divide this week, and I'm giving it a seven-one out of ten. I got a Warsteiner. You guys might. You guys ever drink this before? I've never seen it no. before. That wasn't um, one of your German beer, Christmas beers, Trevin. Oh, no, it sounds like it would have been German Pilsner. Um, <laughs> I'll probably give it like a six-eight. It's not great, but. I'd drink it for a night. So Costco had a go on. You want to tell us all about your new rating system, Trevin? How you decided to do (laughs) these reviews? I did. So it's kind of fun for me to do beer ratings (laughs) once in a while. And I saw something going around on Twitter where uh, some kid tricks 12 of them before he gives a rating for a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So he always gives an update after each four and it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, the review is broken up into like four parts before he drinks any, after four, after eight, and after 12. (laughs) (laughs) He's just slurring his words and he says that they're great all the time. So anyway. Has he actually actually done that for any other beers? The one you sent me was PBR. Yeah, I looked it up. I looked up his TikTok and he had one for Budweiser and one for Yingling. And I think that was the only, he just started doing those when I looked at his TikTok before all he'd do is shotgun beers on his TikTok. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so anyway they have a brickway omaha brewery um variety packs at costco so i drink a coffee stout vanilla coffee vanilla stout which not enough on the vanilla side for me it's got a little bitter to it so let's say uh 6-3 usually i like vanilla stouts but this one's a little too much coffee i got yeah. i got some brickway gin they made some gin, and I, it's still sitting in my room. I, I don't like it that much, but it's, I mean, not bad. It's, it's not the best gin, but it's I'm from. I'm not a gin Brick guy. Guy. I like my gin and tonic. Do you? Yeah. I never understood the idea of drinking a pine tree. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I get that a lot. I like it for some reason. Yeah. So for those, that guy who drinks 12 of them, I don't know how you drink 12 of uh, some of these craft beers before you rated them. feels like you'd yeah. look at your options a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be able to. It just You'd have to do the stick to the, the light, lighters and, and stuff. Yeah. Impressive for him. He did do it with Budweiser. That seems pretty filling. Yeah. Good for him. That's impressive. Like chugging ham sandwiches. Well, good for I think... him. He's some twenty-one-year-old <laughs> chugging beer on TikTok. Good for that guy. 
<laughs> he's getting some traction. He'll pro- Stella will probably sponsor him before they sponsor us. Watch, he'll yeah. review Stella and they'll be like, oh, we'll give you some money. Probably. So, Brent, I think that means you have to drink 12 on the next show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Do that, you Brett. Could, <laughs> I can maybe get up to six, but 12 will be pushing it. Well, why don't you start drink six before the show and then drink six <laughs> during the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you think about it a little longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want the sponsorship or not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. <laughs> or do you drink? 12 Stellas before you jump through the table and you can give us your uh, review. I might need to do that. Double it yeah. up. You get the Stellar review and the table. <laughs> I think you're going to need to find your sweet spot on that because like Colin sent us some videos of people <laughs> barely grazing the table or oh, I saw one where somebody only hit the table with their head and looked like they uh. gave themselves a concussion. So I don't know if you want to drink all 12 before you do that. You might want to do 6 before and 6 after. True. Or something. True. Yeah. Maybe have the ambulance have an extra three pack in there for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might have to drink the last six out of a straw. But <laughs> the tables, yeah, the, the table jumping seems a lot to do with the accuracy. If you don't hit them right, you're just bouncing off of them or hitting your head on it. You got to know where that thing's breaking. Practice you, Go ahead. I'd find a cheap table that's going to break pretty easily. I know. That's that's <laughs> the thing. We have an old table, but I don't know if it's in a, it'll break easy. So. I might have to buy a crappy one or something. Cheap card table. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But that's up to you to figure out. (laughs) It's between you and your God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) On that note, I think we'll call it an episode, guys. We've covered the gamut here. So uh, (laughs) thanks for being part of the Fantasy Players Club, everybody. We'll uh, have a new episode for you next week. Until then, on behalf of Brent Hud Hud Hikus and Trevin Cremosta, this is Levi Valentine uh, wishing you an enjoyable Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy it last week of football for yeah six months probably, guys.
So you said this was the first lion that's ever been born? As From artificial. Of... That's what the news story I found. In that huh. zoo, it was the first lion that's... Oh, in that zoo, not just yeah. in general. Yeah. Gotcha. I bet Joe Exotic did it that way all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Use it on himself and his boy band. (laughs) 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 But really, why did this zoo have to try it that way? Couldn't they just (laughs) get a lion from somewhere else or do it the normal way? Mufasa lived to the ripe old age of 20, but did not sire any cubs in his lifetime because of his aggressive behavior. They didn't want to pay up for another lie. Yeah. <laughs> so they say, uh, this is how they say it. Zimba's father was named Mufasa, also from the Lion King, but did not sur- survive the extraction process. The the he was conceived with semen extracted from an African lion using electronic electric pulses. The zoo went on to say Mufasa was elderly and in poor health. <laughs> Not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> he could, have been, could have died from anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were like five other things listed on his death certificate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not just blame it on the electric shocker up his butt we can it could have been anything <laughs> just because it happened at the moment that, that yeah. thing happened to be inside him <laughs> who could know 